0: was aided by updated ovens that were heated by air drafts rather than coal. This change was key to the rise of the souffle. The popularity of souffles grew with fine dining from the early 1900s through the mid-20th century. According to the archive at the New York Public Library Menu Project, souffles appeared frequently on menus for special occasion dinners, with guests of honor at places like NYC's The Biltmore, The Waldorf Astoria, and the Hotel Astor. If made right, soufflés are magical and amazing, but there are so many things that can go wrong, says celebrity pastry chef and cookbook author Johnny Iannuzzi, who started his career as a pastry chef at Daniel, Payard Patisserie and Bistro, and Jean-Georges. Presentation is as important as the baking, with the server delivering it with grace as she pierces a hole in the center and pours creme anglaise tableside. A restaurant trick that's special, but not a requirement. When you add the variables of service, servers getting to the tables, placing, explaining, and garnishing, it becomes a risky business, Iannutzi says. Those intricacies, tied to the performative nature of fine dining, lost relevance as diners' tastes changed, and restaurants often scrapped the dish. Iannutzi is now the founder and proprietor of his own brand, Sugar-Fueled Inc., But during his ten years at Jean-Georges, he often rotated seasonally-inspired soufflés. Even then, they were added to the menu strategically. They were quite small, baked quickly, and we made them in batches throughout the night for freshness and stability, a bit safer of a proposition. Iannuzzi points out that today's pastry chefs prefer deconstructed desserts with bits and pieces of sponges, piles of crumbles, and gelled curds and sauces, he says. And because the souffle may seem too simple, mundane, or boring, a lot of pastry chefs, I'm sure, feel it isn't worth the risk, or it's below their caliber of cooking. Washington, D.C., a city that's had a long love affair with fine dining, in part because of its unshakable economy and lobbying rituals used to be one of the easiest places in the United States to find an impressive souffle. Some D.C. pastry chefs acknowledge they used to make souffles, but that the dish is currently not on their menus. Either souffles don't jibe with their current concepts, or kitchen staff is too lean to make desserts a la minute. A lot of work for a dated dessert. When Aggie Chin of the Grill Room at Georgetown's Rosewood in Washington, D.C., Last made soufflés as head pastry chef at, the now closed, Palena. She served them in chocolate pastry shells as one of the final courses on a tasting menu. But she rarely makes them today, because they require dedicated oven space, so it's hard to execute under normal service, she says. Eater Young Gun Alex Levine, head pastry chef at Osteria Marini, also in the district says he loves a good souffle, which makes sense considering his own experiences as Jean-Georges and Café Boulot in New York. But he wouldn't add a souffle to his menu, since Osteria Marini sticks to dishes from the Emilia-Romagna region of Italy. Levine could recall only one restaurant in Washington where he'd go out of his way for souffle— Nearly every Thursday, Levine visits DBGB Kitchen and Bar for a burger and whatever souffle is on the dessert menu. It's the best in town, he says. They know French cuisine. What makes a great souffle? According to Levine, it must rise properly and have a beautiful, flat crust. He prefers when it's made with the more stable Italian meringue. And the souffle should be perfectly cooked, with no runny egg, he says. Chin, on the other hand, prefers a French meringue, whipped slowly to create lots of tiny air bubbles, for a souffle with an especially light, puffy texture. While not in their current dessert repertoires, Levine and Chin believe souffles are poised for a comeback. Whether it's grape pie, chocolate cake, or ice cream sandwiches, pastry chefs are bringing back the classics, Levine says, and a souffle is a classic dessert— Julia Child might be known for her cheese souffle, but she asserted the supremacy of the dessert version in the 1960 edition of Mastering the Art of French Cooking. It's the epitome and the triumph of French cookery, she wrote, a glorious and exciting finish to a great meal. Levine says he wouldn't be surprised to find more souffles on menus soon, but given the number of high-volume restaurants...